Generosity Path podcast, a space for global conversations with people from different walks of life about the impact generosity has had on them. It's a place of inspiration, encouragement, and hopefully joy as we hear about the transforming power and potential of generosity to change the world. Well, welcome everybody to the Generosity Path podcast. My name is J. Paul Frydenmaker. And I am excited to be with you today. Daryl sends his re- his regrets. He's not able to join us um, for a few family issues, but I am super super excited to be here with my new friend Nati Pacheco. Um, Nati, good to have you with us. Uh, it's good to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely, absolutely. So, so Nadia is from Costa Rica. Uh, she and her husband, Alberto, are currently living in Long Beach, California. And I've gotten to meet both of them. Um, I've gotten to Zoom meet both of them, I should clarify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they are not only passionate jog um, hosts, but, but they're also trained facilitators and have been looking, and, and she'll tell us a little bit more about this, about doing jogs in Latin America. Um, she's a psychologist, a master's in psychology, a certified coach. Um, she's been with Young Life for seven years on the Young Life staff. Um, she's a development coordinator for Latin America and the Caribbean, and also for Belize. Um, and she loves nature. You and I have that in common. Uh, my wife and I love to get out and hike and climb. And she's passionate about outdoor activities and enjoying God's creation. Um, yeah, there's a chance that I might come down to climb Mount Shasta uh, this next summer. Wow. So, yeah, That's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. So, Nati, uh, just tell us a little bit about your family and the work you do with Young Life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I was born and raised in Costa Rica and um, with you know, my amazing parents, and I grew up with my two younger sisters. Um, I'm the oldest, and my mom is a school teacher. My dad is a lawyer, and we as a family have been blessed to be very united. And, mm. and with Young Life, actually, I've been involved for almost half of my life. So the seven years is just on staff, but I volunteered for many yeah. years. Um, so I've been very involved and currently one of the things that I've been focusing on is, um, in a lot of training our staff, um, for them to, to find people that join the mission that they're doing in the different countries in Latin America and the Caribbean through their generosity. And I am also developing specifically more like the, um, field work in Belize, uh, of the work that we do with teenagers. Tell us a little bit. So so our audience is people from all over the world, people on every continent. Um, Nati, kind of give us your perspective on the context of generosity in Latin America. What are some of the bright spots and where do you see some challenges? Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with the challenges. Okay. Um, and I've, I've had a lot of conversations with missionaries in Latin America that are Latinos. And when we're, we're talking about generosity and inviting people into their teams and support what they're doing, um, they come to me and they say, well, 
you know, I cannot do this in Latin America because we don't have a culture of giving. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what I hear. And, I'm, and I always go back to them and ask them, well, are you sure about that? Tell me, you know, tell me about when there's a natural disaster, what happens in your country? And they come and say, everybody uh, gives even things that they didn't know that they had. They give it to the people that are suffering the consequences of a natural disaster. And I'm like, well, isn't that generosity? Um, and also, if, if you go to any Latino country, People will host you, will give you, you know, they will open doors, give you the cookies or the coffee, or they will give (laughs) you meals because that's a way of showing love, but through, through giving that and to being hospitable. Um, So people agree with me, you know, like it's true, it's true. Even people with, with, well, from uh, difficult uh, economic backgrounds, they welcome you in such an amazing way that you feel their generosity in that way. So what wow. I tell them is, it's not that we don't have a culture of giving, it's just that it looks a bit different than yeah. what we're, we're used to, to hear about. That is mainly people giving cash. That's like what we have in our mindset when we um, think about generosity. So definitely obstacles would be, uh, socioeconomic um, mm-hmm. situations of the countries. I mean, we have some of the poorest countries in the world, um, Honduras, Nicaragua, you know, like I can name um, different countries with more yeah. than 50% poverty. Um, that's a struggle. But I would say that really the main issue that we have is that we lack of good stewards of God's resources because okay. the resources are there. It's just they have been really bad uh, managed um, by people. I mean, for many years, it's not something that's happening right now. So I think that that's one of the main um, issues that we have or challenges, I would Mm -hmm. say, uh, corruption. Um, And and also one thing, and and I will end the challenges here. um, Sure. I think the churches also are lacking of of really teaching people about the biblical truths around money, possessions. What does God say about that? Mm. And and we haven't done a good job at doing that. Uh, If we do a good job of of doing that, uh, I think people will understand and will relate differently to money. Um, Mm. So um, the bright side of generosity is that I've seen that when you go and invite somebody to join a project or to, or to support um, a mission, mm-hmm. if you do it in a personal way, if you also explain why is it better for us to get the cash instead of getting the rice and beans or the in-kind gifts, that we th- those things we get easily. But sometimes right. we really need the cash. So... I think that entering that conversations with people have been great and it's been eye-opening for them and it's been good for me to see that. And and I would say that a highlight has been that people can give regardless of, of their capacity of giving and they feel a part of that. So yeah, we have people uh, giving towards ministry with $5 a month. We can have also in our countries people giving $300 a month Mm-hmm. towards a mission but 
I think a, a highlight that I see, a bright side of generosity is that people can feel a part of it regardless of their capacity of, of giving. Yeah, um, that's wonderful. Now, Nati, I know that you you have got a wonderful passion for spreading this message, um, g- spreading the generosity gene to your uh, your family, your friends, uh, people all throughout Latin America. Um, in fact, I've I've been told that you have actually written up a plan for doing jogs uh, throughout Latin America. So tell us a little bit about this. What are, what are you doing? What do you hope to see happen? Um, I, I love uh, one of the phrases, and I think it's Timothy Keller that says that um, through generosity, we can heal the world, um, yeah. kind of that idea. And, and it's so true. It, it's just so powerful for you personally, and also that impact that that has with the people around you and how can you transform a context through generosity. And, and those are things that Jesus, you know, our God is a God, the essence of God is, you know, is generous. Um, so um, acknowledging that, believing that truth and also leaving it. Um, I mean, it's been life giving for me and I'm, so happy to share this with others and also see their responses through the biblical truths around generosity. So, yeah, I want to share this message with as many people as I can. Yeah. How, how are you going to do that? How, how do you plan? Like, I know Young Life is going to be a major partner in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, I mean, we started from with, with a small group. In Costa Rica, actually, uh-huh. um, yeah. that's where I have most of my connections that are sure. really close to me. So I was like, okay, I want to try this message and see how it lands and how they receive it. And the feedback that I got was so positive and people from that group wanted to do another one. So organically, okay. this has been growing. And my self-intention, I've been intentionally connecting with people in other countries uh, in Latin America. Mm-hmm. Asking some of our staff come to a jog, but bring a friend that is not involved in Young Life because we oh, we want yeah. this message to be spread. Not is we just want to create a movement of conversations around this, not just with the people that are involved in Young Life, but whoever that wants to say yes to that invitation. Um, so with that intentionality of doing jogs in each, in each country, because that experience is so powerful people want to do it with their friends and their contacts so um that's how things have you know that's how the movement is happening and i am intentionally encouraging some uh, people that are also very excited about this to become facilitators so that i'm not the only one or alberto and i are not the only ones doing this because our schedules, you know, sometimes we can, we're not available and we don't want that to be the limitation for us to keep spreading the message. So awesome. we have people in Argentina that are yeah. already trained and Chile. Tell us, tell us a story or two about the youth that you get to work with. Um, uh, maybe some things that have happened where someone's life has been changed or 
you know, you've seen transformation happening just in your ministry with Young Life? Mm-hmm. I can share the story of Meli because uh, yeah. I saw it uh, with my own eyes and I experienced, um, you know, the joy of seeing how God transforms the life of a teenager. Um, she was a leader, a negative leader, unfortunately, but she was moving other people in her high school to do bullying to her classmates, just that type of leadership. Just let's do the wrong things. And I got to meet her at a Young Life camp. Uh, She was in my cabin. I was a leader. And that's how we started a connection. And after Now, why would she go to a Young Life camp? Is she, I mean, was it just kind of the thing to do or? Yes, that's a great question. So, she was invited by one of her friends that was attending a Young Life Club so okay. for, for camp. And, and we meet these um, teenagers. We meet them in the, I think, because I didn't meet her since I met her at camp, but I think that the lady, that, that the girl that invited her, that we, we were doing something we call contact work. We just hang out in one park, play soccer, and the girls, some girls play soccer too, and others are just hanging. So that's how we get to start building a relationship with a teenager. And then she was able to go to camp because um, it was super fun, and her friends were, were going and everything. So that's where um, she started. She heard that personal calling from the Lord of, I want to have a personal relationship with you. Wow. And and the, and that's where things started to happen. It took a couple of years to see a whole transformation. But mainly, you know, long story short, uh, was interested in coming to my home and doing a discipleship together, reading the Bible and asking, how does this apply to our lives, like to yeah. your life? Um, so it was beautiful to see. Uh, sometimes you would miss school and come to my house and I'm like, you should be at school. You should you shouldn't come on your you should be at high school. But you know, that also gave me that opportunity of building that relationship and gain that right to be heard and be a a different voice in her life. And mm. and now Meli is I mean she finished school, became a positive leader. She missed yeah. she lost some popularity because of that, but she was willing to, to do it. And she's now um, a phys- physical therapist. And, okay. and she also decided to be on Young Life staff as full-time. And she's now the wow. area director of the, the, the most fruitful area that we have in, in our country, um, leading a big group of volunteer leaders and, and even some uh, part-time staff. Uh, so she's impacting a lot of teenagers now, uh, bringing them to have that personal relationship with the Lord and helping them just uh, take make good choices for their lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's just beautiful, Nati. What a great, great story. That's great to hear. Um, one of the things that we hope that people get inspired to do as they listen to these podcasts is to do a journey of generosity retreat. And so talk to talk to us a little bit about um, why you think the journey of generosity retreat is important for people to consider and and maybe uh, uh, kind of combined with that, what are what is one of the most freeing things about 
generosity that you would like to, to you would share with everybody from your own perspective? Mm-hmm. Well, I experienced the journey of generosity with Alberto uh, right before COVID hit. So we were able to do an in-person tra- um, jog. And mm-hmm. even though Alberto and I talked about giving before and how are we, uh, you know, using our finances, I think going there just helped us um, go deeper in our relationship with God first and our knowledge of Him and who God is. And I think I explained the jog as as deepening our relationship with the Lord. And the fruit of that will come in different ways. And one of those is generosity. Um, Not that we were not generous before, but I don't think we have prayed as intentionally for God to show us where do you want us uh, to give, where show us the need that you want us or, you know, to join and to help and to support. Uh, so that's been, as a couple, that's been a powerful. And individually, I would say um, I have experienced that freedom of mm-hmm. of knowing that, God is that provider, that he is the owner, really, of everything. And I'm here just to manage the resources that he is entrusting me with. Yeah. Um, so doing that with joy and responsibility also, um, it's, 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 it's great. I'm still in the journey, I have to yeah. say. I'm still um, trying to discern and go deeper in that. But I think it's a great a great start is it's very simple and mm-hmm. in that simplicity there's so much power i think that's one of the things that captured my attention and i was like i can i want to share this with others yeah yeah that's great well the good news is we have everything in spanish so yes. we have the materials mm-hmm. in Spanish. We have the videos. Right now, the videos are subtitled. But I know, Nati, I've talked with Jesus San Pedro, who I think you've met, and mm-hmm. Adam. And we are looking to capture some stories of Latinos um, that we can show in the jogs. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But for our global audience out there, if you're wondering if you can do a journey of generosity in Spanish, the answer is yes, and Nati and our team can can make sure that you're able to do that. So, yes. Nati, it has been an absolute delight to talk to you. Um, let's let's conclude with a story. Tell us a story that is close to home, where you've been maybe the recipient of generosity, or you've observed something right there in your own family, your neighborhood, your community. I'm going to share two things <laughs> very quickly. Okay. Um, one thing um, that I have to say is that I grew up in a very generous family. My parents, um, since I was very little, uh, they would host uh, priests that they would come um, to do missions or to do meetings. Um, they were involved in a, in a church group. And since, the, since very early, we saw my parents opening their home and really, uh, and, and we have to open our rooms for, for the visitors to come and, mm-hmm. and, and stay there. But that was, um, I think that having that experience of seeing generosity uh, at home was 
really powerful. And, and for us, there are so many things that are, you know, it's natural for us to do some things based on that experience. So I'm super mm-hmm. thankful for that. And, and the journey of generosity just came to uh, reaffirm a lot of the things that I've experienced. Um, I, I want to share something. Uh, after several jogs that Alberto and I have lead and facilitate, mm-hmm. um, we also were praying for um, God to show us where to give. Like we were already giving, but we were like, okay, God, if there's something else you want us to do. And randomly we received a, a, a text from, a, uh, he was a young life kid many years ago. I mm. haven't seen him for years. And he texts, he texts me and says, Hey, Nati, um, I'm reaching out to you. I'm concerned about my neighbor. So he had a, a, a senior neighbors in their mm-hmm. 80s. Mm-hmm. And their house was falling apart. And he's like, I'm just so concerned and I'm looking for help. And I thought of you, uh, that you hmm. might know somebody. I don't know yeah. if you're in the country or not. Like he didn't know anything about right. where I was. And, and you know, after praying and listening and seeing the conditions of the house, like um, Alberto and I were like, well, this might <laughs> seem to be God telling us where should we jump in and, and serve. So wow. we um, we said, okay, there are some major repairs that the house needs just for them to have a better quality of life. So let's let's do that. When we received that quote of the repairs, we were like, oh, that's a little bit outside of our budget. <laughs> um, but yeah. we already said yes. And I was like, the Lord, I was Alberto, don't worry. Like the Lord is going to, provide and let's let's keep going like we're not gonna stop this so but let's invite a couple of people to support and to join us and so we did Mm -hmm. and and it's been amazing to see how people have been so generous towards this small project but important and that i think the lord put in our hands and some some of the things i want to highlight this is uh, this this uh, senior couple have been living in that neighborhood where other the other houses are in similar conditions as, as theirs. Okay. Yeah. Um, but they have because of this uh, neighbor wanting to serve these people and reaching out and seeing some action. The neighbors have put together efforts to clean the house, to clear the house for the repairs. They are volunteering, and right now this is happening. Like, they started the repairs yesterday. The neighbors are involved in serving their, their neighbors, and, and that's been beautiful to see. Besides, people in that area and businesses decided to donate some of the materials, and other people, they just joined uh, through giving a, a donation towards the project. So I think it's been beautiful to see how God have has been moving all the pieces for for this to happen and yeah. how powerful generosity is and how contagious it is when they yeah. see one neighbor jumping in and then the other one jumping in and now the whole neighborhood is involved in in supporting these you know these neighbors this couple yes what a great just a great story. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And and so amazing to hear how everybody's getting involved. So, well, thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for designing generosity to be part of our DNA, you know, part of who we are. That's 
part of, of how he created us. So Nati, it's been great to have you with us. Um, to all of our friends around the world who are listening to the Generosity Path podcast, we pray God's blessing and generosity and peace upon you. Until next time, thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Generosity Path podcast. Pay it forward by rating, sharing, and subscribing. To find out more about connecting your own passions and purpose with your giving, visit generositypath.org or engage in the conversation by following us on social media. Let's make the world a better place.